0: This episode of The Sportsman's Empire is brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Since 1952, Interstate Batteries has been evoking compassion and a trustworthy spirit into the surrounding communities. Interstate Batteries is a mission-driven company fueled by purpose and guided by their values. If you need help locating a specific battery, stop into your local Interstate Batteries retail store and speak with a battery specialist. They even offer cell phone repairs. Interstate Batteries. Outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Nate and Andy. No Micah. Oh, Micah just not showing up ever. No. Most well, undependable I, person I've ever met. I mean, if he would, if he'd make it to a few podcasts, you know, he, he might enjoy it a little more. If I'm being honest, you know, can't, can't rely on the guy. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> Show up, man. <laughs> Show up. How's it
1: going, dude? Good. It's going good. And not Today is, today's actually pretty exciting for me. I'll brag a little bit. My nephew is the wrestling, state wrestling tournament and, uh, He's he's sitting decent right now, so he has a big day tomorrow, and uh, yeah, he's sitting two and zero so far. So we'll see what happens. He's guaranteed a medal if he wins first match. He's going to the championship. So pretty stoked there.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. My uh, my daughter's friendly boy. As friendly call boy, her? yeah, friendly boy. He's down there um, at state, and he did win his first match. I have not checked um, his second match, um, so. Hopefully he is – I think he's the one seed in his bracket. Um, nice. So I think he's got a decent chance, obviously, of, of doing well. But, right. dude, that's state. Like, I mean, you never know a state.
1: Dude, there's so many upsets. Like, just – I don't know. It's it's so fun to watch, I guess. It's because you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, a kid can come in, like says as a one seed from his d- district and they wrestle another district's four seed. Yep. They're going to the backside, man, as a one seed.
0: Well, and and – it's just such a fun. Shakes it all up. It's such a fun thing to go watch. Um, which oh, sure. pisses me off that they're having it in the middle of the week. By the way, they're
1: one of the big schools get the precedent of the weekend.
0: So yeah. So he won both of his first two matches. So he's in the semis also. So um, nice. Good, good job to my daughter's friendly good boy. Uh, looks like he uh, decision. Don't be decision. too friendly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not too friendly.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: But um, oh, so yeah, so good luck to all. The, well, by the time this has been heard, all the wrestlers There's will been have been down. done. But congrats to who won, and you know, get better. Yeah. Who to who didn't <laughs> <laughs> get, get uh, If you ain't I first, you are last, right? That's right. But no. uh,
1: hell, I was drunk and high when I said that, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> you can be second. You can be you can third. third. Hell, you hell, can you even can be fourth. <laughs> oh man, I love that. Oh, movie. That's a great movie. Uh, is that a cougar? There's <laughs> cougar in the car. Uh, oh man, uh, but no, it's been, it's been good. We uh, so each year um, I take um, a couple kids coyote hunting. Shout out to Wyatt and Clara and Garrison got to go with us this year. Nice. And uh, I have a new record. We had eight people um, with us on on Sunday night and Damn. killed two coyotes. So if anybody that's Did you done have to drive,
0: that, so you drove like three vehicles around. We drove
1: two trucks. <laughs> we drove two trucks, and uh, yeah, and rolled out of there. We still still made it happen. So it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I was I was I've been complaining that it was you know kind of crappy calling, but when I, when I think about that perspective
0: of rolling eight eight people, people, people in two vehicles, killing two pilots uh, is pretty pretty impressive to be honest with you. Yeah, I've spent the last week getting my truck like yours. You know, we got the old camper shell on, do you? No, I didn't put the camper shell on. I did. I did originally put the camper shell on, and I just yeah? I I can't get over the fact that it's black and not the same oh, color geez. as my truck. But what I did do is, uh, so I bought the the rack, the storage rack that goes on your hitch, whatever those things are called. Yeah. And um, I have a tonu cover for my truck, okay. so I'm like, oh, that'll do the same thing, you know. It's just keeping our stuff warm, close. you know. So I'll do that. Well, then I noticed I live on gravel and I drive that on sucks a, gravel on those Dude, things. it got so dusty back there. So I, yeah. I put some, um, what do you call it? Some like auto sealer, mm-hmm. um, strips around the tailgate, like weather, weather seal type yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Um, that's where that apparently where that dust is getting sucked in is uh, through the tailgate. So gotcha. I did that today. I just got it in. So I did that today. So I'm hopeful that that helps get rid of the dust.
1: You know, the, the camper shell is the only, like, I've had the tonneau covers and been with people. The camper shell so far is the only one I haven't seen have the dust problem.
0: See, my camper shell did have dust in it, but... I mean,
1: I'm not saying it doesn't ha- have some. It wasn't as no bad as near, the tonneau.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah, so if it, if it does continue having issues, um, I'll either put the camper shell back on or I'll just wait until I can find one that's the same color as the truck and get it on, but... Anyway, yeah, we're the we're the camper shell gang boys. We and uh, I I used that rack or whatever the hell you want to call that the oh caddy the caddy and uh, it was nice man that the coyote I killed um, that night was bleeding really badly and you don't uh, have to clean out of your truck bed. Nope, just threw him back there and uh, when I got home I took off that deal off the hitch. That's the only thing. That it's kind of a pain in the ass taking it on and off here on and there. And off, but, yeah. Um, Agreed. cause I went and bought one of them deals that it's called like an anti rattle. It's like a, like U, U- bolt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And which is nice cause it keeps it, you know, nice and sturdy. But Level, then when you yeah. go to take that off, you got to loosen those yeah. bolts and, and take that off too. But whoop do, yeah, extra 20 Get seconds that amp
1: impact real quick. And yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so we're, uh, we're hunting a tournament this weekend. Midwest wildlife tournament is this weekend for the listeners last weekend. Cause you'll be hearing this after it's over. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, excited about it. We've been doing pretty much nothing but thermal hunting for the past two and a half weeks. And so, right. um, this will be the first time I day hunt in a while. So I'm excited about that just to kind of look through a regular scope, um, regular, you know, Athlon scope. And, mm-hmm. um, so we'll be doing that. Um, what a parlay into our sponsors. Yeah. I didn't even really mean to do that, but let's just get mm-hmm. into it. Uh, Athlon Optics. Um, I'm going to be running my 22-250 this weekend because there my you. 6 Creed is now currently out of commission until I um, change out the the Arca plate that you're I messing, bought I for you. You're
1: me. messing with yeah. your Arca reel. I
0: forgot about so that. So I had to take the um, action bolt out, and I'm trying to find one that fits it. So right now it doesn't even have a bolt, and once it does, I'm going to have to reside it in anyways. So hmm. um, I'm going to take my 22-250, which has the Aries. E-T-R-E-H-D, um, on it, and so I'm excited about that this weekend. There you go. And obviously, on the Midas Tech. Which is also an amazing, that's what's on my Six Creed, so, um, amazing. Honestly, I want to try the Kronos, don't get me wrong, I do. I do want to try that, but... I just don't know how you can get much better than the ones we already have. <laughs> that's my
1: point, like... I mean, for dollar value, I no I understand like there's better or whatever but like for the dollar
0: value. Yeah. uh
2: Yeah,
0: that, that my Aries and Midas tech, I'm I'm pretty happy with them. So, uh check them out Athlon Optics, find a dealer near you. Uh Weber Outfitters. They just posted something today that they're going to be carrying the Morrell targets, yeah. um at least the big roller, the, or high, the high roller. So, yeah. that's my favorite archery targets Same here. Um unless we're talking about ones that are like at your house and then I do like another Morel target better than that because it's huge uh, for true. my son, but I also you know would have to hook it to a freaking truck to to take it places. That that high roller you can just throw it in the back of the truck and move on. So um, yep. we'll Weber Outfitters West, west. Yep. yep, they're checking it out uh, WeberOutfitters.com. Um, Morel targets. Speaking of which, um, we just talked about the big roller, uh, the big high roller. That's the one I use, which is the larger of the two. They make a With I think. A 12 inch one and a 16. I could be wrong, somewhere in there. Sounds right. Um, and then they just came out with their new Mod Pro 50, 450, uh, mm-hmm. which I do not have yet, but I would like to procure that and try it out. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. uh, and then the damn boa, which I will never forget their boa target because of the damn snake at ATA.
1: Yeah, forget that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did touch the snake, no snakes. I touched it. Oop. Mm-mm. Do you think I look like it. more of a man or less of a man for touching the snake?
1: I mean, I'm not going to comment on your manliness, but I know I ain't doing it.
0: But you were smart enough to stay away, so nobody saw you barely touch it and run away. So now also I kind of feel true. like it made me look like a bitch, but hey. who well, I mean, a little bit. If you're going to do it, you just got to be cool about it. <laughs> I yeah. did. I touched the snake. That's all I give a shit about. Except <laughs> when its face turned right back towards me, and I was like, nope, nah, nope, get away from me. Yeah, dude, she likes... I <laughs> started letting go of that thing as you walked over. And I was like, you better pick that thing back up. I think you specifically said, uh, it's going to mess around and get a, uh, oh, <laughs> what did you say about the broadhead you had in your hand? Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> anyway, it was funny. Uh, Midwest Gunworks. Use our code 5OFFMWW off uh, for 5% off at MidwestGunworks.com. You can get a myriad of things from there. Probably actually should have checked them for the screws. Um for my sixth creed because i bet they did have them and uh but i did not just rifles shotguns
1: i mean i think they honestly probably have more shotgun parts than they do actually rifle parts but uh and if you're building you know got a project uh, one of my favorite things that they have is the blueprint yeah that's get in there if you're building an ar ar 10 whatever it is You can get in there and it has a blueprint. You click on the part you're looking for and it will pull up a list of parts that they offer.
0: Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Um, River's Edge Tree Stands. Use our code Missouri10 for 10% off plus free shipping on any hang-ons or ladder stands. Lucky Buck Mineral. I went out and dubbed. I I had one bucket left. And when I went out and pulled my cameras at uh, two of the places I hunt, I just threw mineral out. Uh, for the the deer. I say we're uh, only a
1: month or so away. It's time yeah. to really actually ramp up the program and and get them on the the schedule.
0: Now's a good time to go buy that stuff, by the way, so you don't have to worry about finding it when you actually need it. Yep. Get it a little bit in advance. Uh, yep. on X, do you have something to say? Sorry.
1: No, you're good.
0: All right, good. On X, use our code MWW twenty for twenty percent off. We said this for several weeks in a row, but we are burning up our OnX apps right now. Uh, Every damn day, looking at different places, how we can, you know, do our tournament, which way we're going to go. You name it, we're on OnX a lot lately. Um, So, I started
1: using that 3D feature. I didn't. I've never really messed. I think Corey or somebody told us about it. Yep. And and, uh, for properties I've never been to before, using the 3D feature to get kind of a, a idea of where vantage points might be.
0: You know what's funny is I drove by one of my properties today that I've only seen at night. I've only hunted there at night, and I drove oh, by it today because I'm thinking about hunting in the um, the tournament. I could have just used that 3D feature. Mm-hmm. Dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I would go say it, where do you turn it on? Right here. 3D map. Can't I
1: can't see it. So yeah, I got sure. it.
0: I got it. Holy shoot! That's cool.
1: Pretty slick, damn. And when you get done messing with your phone, uh, for on that you can go to Camo Fire and check out all their uh, daily deals they got there. Um, Trail Cam Tuesday, it's a thing. <laughs> I don't care what Micah
0: says. I mean, you but, can uh, you
1: can continue wishing daily deals. Da- daily deals, kind of pumping them out. Uh, find some cool stuff on there. Um, their sister company, Black Ovis. You can use the code MWW10. For 10% off all things hunting. I know, especially when we get ready to go out West, we hit that place up quite a bit. We're from base layers to boots to arrow builder, getting our arrows, you know, set up the way we want them. Yep. Um, Customized fast. Um, You know, they're going to be,
0: they're going to be carrying uh, a lot more trophy line this year as well. Um, And I'm hoping that when the hyper light comes out, uh, they will be carrying that and we will be procuring those items
1: procuring
0: i like saying that That doesn't like that word procuring (laughs) makes me feel smart and then lastly reveal cameras by tacticam none of mine are out anymore i got them home put away tucked in bed Um, a lot of people run theirs year-round i never have (laughs) um what so funny story tacticam i was sitting in my office uh two days
1: ago and one of my cameras started going off and which is not uncommon um You know, squirrel, deer, whatever. But it then went off again and again and again. I was like, okay, that's odd. Like, this is normally a camera that catches. If it's something, like, if it goes off, it's normally an animal. I'm not usually getting, you know, any wind or anything like that. And it's normally, there's there's not a squirrel. It's normally coyotes or deer. Right. Like, it's usually a bigger animal that sets it off. So, I pull it up, and there's people. (laughs) I got three people walking across my property and so, uh, naturally, I'd take off, jump in the truck, and go confront them, and uh, I would have never known that if it wasn't, uh, you know, Tacticam, they're sitting there. So, so, they
0: were they were people that um, were not supposed to be there.
1: Well, there were surveyors. Oh. Um, that is a long story, but I had, they had sent a request if they could access the property. I told them no, they did it anyway, so then we had a few words, and, you know, it is what it is, so. Yeah.
0: Well, at least it wasn't like a poacher, but it's nice when you know it because your camera yeah. is picking it up. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's the sponsors. Exactly. Um, we appreciate all of them. And uh, we could not do the show without them because, well, shit's expensive and my our wives would kill us if we... Uh,
1: did this for fun yeah
0: (laughs) did this fun we do it for fun but but losing money every single year would uh, probably piss them off just to talk on the old podcast world (laughs) yep absolutely but hey wouldn't be the first time we did something stupid won't be last either yep all right um oh we didn't even talk about our show yet today who we're having on
1: oh yeah shoot
0: it's uh 15 minutes into this dear lord we're having joey hartley with Mangy dog-, Mangy dog TV is on with us today. Uh, you're going to hear him. Um, we're going to talk about basically the differences between Joey, the way he hunts when he's got his dog ripped with him, and when he, he just hunts by himself. We talk about that. Uh, we talk about uh, the myth. Caveats or the caveats on his dog. Yep, the caveats, the, the myth and the legend of coyote dogs, uh, coy dogs mm-hmm. as they call them. And then uh, we also talk about uh, Joey's least favorite coyote round. Which we forgot to ask Big Al, but maybe all right. Not everybody's perfect, you know what I'm saying? No,
1: but Joey's just—I mean, he's. We even kept going, like honestly, after we turned the show off and and talking coyote hunting, he's a plethora of knowledge. I mean, he knows more about coyotes. He's forgotten more than I know. I can tell you that. And we got to think you about checked
0: out his YouTube. Out of all the coyote hunters out there, he has seen. Like minutes of actual dogs, he's had to have seen more than anybody.
1: Oh, I could believe it with with him and Rip out there. Yeah, um, and then coyote behavior, he's just got a, such a unique perspective of it that I, I like talking to him and like hearing his perspective of you know what the coyotes are doing and, and different things. And we talk about some of that there. If, if he puts that and paints some pictures that you don't think about sometimes. So
0: yeah, no doubt, uh, no doubt. So it's a good show. And you were saying about his YouTube, Andy
1: yeah if you guys aren't checking out his youtube Major dog tv and you like coyote hunting you like coyotes um you're missing out so yeah jump on there give him a, a subscribe and watch some videos
0: yeah and the other cool thing about the what he does is you know which you don't see a lot in the outdoor world is the a lot of his hunting is joey his wife kylie and their son brick you know like yeah they're always together and it, you know like a family that hunts together stays together or whatever you know the staying saying is um <laughs> for the other well, thing, they but- got their
1: family pet i mean that participates in it honestly also, <laughs> yeah, too. For sure. I sure mean,
0: rip rip is a house dog for him
1: and uh he's a family pet to him and a working dog we yeah we talk about working dogs quite a bit and uh i don't know it's just
0: a cool cool guy
1: cool family cool
0: cool all the way around yep for sure all right, well, let's get cool. into our show today with Joey. What? Cool. I uh, do Cuckoo. Let's get into our show today with uh, uh, Joey Hartley of Mangy Dog TV. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, with us tonight, we got a hell of a treat. We got returning guest uh, and guest who it's been too long since the last time he was on, but we got our, our old friend Joey Hartley with Mangy Dog TV on. Joey, what's up, dude? Hey,
2: man, how you guys doing? Doing well. We're, we're doing, doing,
0: all right. well. <laughs> doing all right. Won't complain. Doing all right. It's night season here, thermal season, as we say in Missouri, where we get the two months to to do some, some stuff at night. So we've been uh, – we've been you know we're we're hitting it a little slower than we did last year you notice that andy i feel like i'm hitting it just as
1: hard but uh not having near the amount of success i did last year and then we were uh, intelligent and got a puppy <laughs> during this time frame so i have not slept in i don't know how many days right now <laughs> <laughs>
0: i get that it's
2: nice season here too
0: you do do you do any of that
2: no, I'm scared of the dark.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure you are. <laughs> when is, when is, you're in Kentucky,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, when is, when is, uh, thermal season for you guys? When's that
2: run? Man, don't quote me on it because I, I don't really dabble with it, but it opens December, runs through, I think, uh, March, but it's out when there's like a gun deer season, like late muzzleloader. It comes uh, out. Period. And then, um, I think the shotgun season runs through a little bit longer, and then we have a summer
0: night season now too. Oh damn! So you guys got really? quite a few options for that. Yeah. We got eight weeks, and that's it. They give you a February and March, and then you're done. But yep. you know, it's fun. Uh, but I've noticed I feel older this year than last year. Like we'll we'll hunt till midnight or one o'clock, and then I'm it's, done. I'm done the next night. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going
2: man i used to uh i used to get off work at like three o'clock in the morning go to the gym come home sleep for a half hour wake up drive an hour to hunt come home sleep for a half hour go back to work and do it all again
0: and now <laughs> no nah, we're we're waiting the- <laughs> yeah yeah we i hear you it happens it's this thing called age and he he waits for no man uh father time will wait for nobody will he but uh, Andy, before we recorded, you asked Joey something. I told you to stop, so ask it again. Oh. Yeah. So, so for those of you listening and not watching,
1: back behind Joey, I can see something hanging on the wall. It's not a deer, Joey. What what the hell is that?
2: It's a a dead hang mount that we got done with this coyote. Um, the video, the initial interaction with his coyote the videos from probably four or five years ago i ended up missing it a couple times on video and um my buddy missed it around the same time span within you know under a mile of where i missed it at and then for three or so years after that i always run a denning season camera in this one spot that is within a mile of all those misses and that coyote would be on that camera every summer. So we hunted it and um, never saw it. Then we ended up going to the other side of the road to hunt a farm that we've never killed a coyote on. And that one and a normal colored coyote came in decoyed, like, first week of September. We got them both killed on film. So it was a cool Absolutely. way to kind of wrap up, get that coyote, get decoy, do it on film. Okay. So
1: not not only for the people who can't see it is is this just a mule you know, a hanging mount coyote this is a black coyote like there's a little bit of brown but i would say it's 95% black which for those of you who don't know is like a unicorn i mean it's rare. there there's yeah. a few there's a few around but very few people get a chance not only to see one but to shoot at one to get a second opportunity to shoot it, one, to decoy one, like the the rarity of what Joey just talked about, of the type of coyote he just did that to, is unheard of, in my opinion. I mean, that's that's rare. That's what makes that mount and that story that much more badass. Is I've never even probably, s- I've never never seen a color are. phase. Yeah, I mean, I've seen one from a truck yeah. driving, and i would never seen it again, of course,
0: but... That's badass, man. How How, rec- uh, how old do you reckon that, that dog was?
2: Man, I don't know, but I know um, the taxidermist said he had to take like a, a wolf pup mount and trim it down because it wouldn't fit the coyote bases.
0: I was going to say that mount makes him, big him that look big. Yeah, that, yeah, Andy, sorry. That thing's huge. Did you weigh it?
2: No, I, no, I didn't.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard to say, but it looks just the way that mount is. And once again, some people can't see it, and Joey showed everybody on the YouTube side of it. But, you know, it looks like a big – I mean, honestly, it looks like my dog, Trigger, <laughs> you know, that German okay, so, Shepherd.
1: So not to get in – yeah, yeah, it, does, it really does. It looks like a size of a German Shepherd. You can tell it's a coyote, but, I mean, right. not to get in an immediate rabbit hole, but I want Joey's opinion – do you believe in koi dogs or no? Some people say absolutely not, don't exist, doesn't happen. Some people say yes. I don't, personally, I have i don't have enough knowledge to have an opinion, I feel
2: like, but so what's Joey's opinion? I've got a thing with nature where you never say always or never, you know. That's very true. It's very unlikely to have a coyote and dog breed in the wild. Um, I mean, look at what, what we do. We decoy and. The dogs and coyotes don't get along but it's absolutely possible yeah but the thing is these uh suspected toy dogs are always color phase coyotes you know normal coyote like black bears you get different color phases um you know like cinnamon and all that these coyotes especially eastern coyotes do the same thing i've killed blonde coyotes um black coyotes red coyotes you know if you get a dog and coyote that breed you're not going to end up with a cookie cutter coyote that just happens to have different hair color. You're gonna have just like if you breed two different dogs, you know, you're gonna have a canine that has features from both of those. You know, if you kill a coyote that's got floppy ears. Right. Um we might start talking about stuff. But right. if it's just a coyote that happens to be a different color, that's a color faced coyote.
0: Well, and you ever Very notice the, the 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 thing? I, I'm not. I'm kind of like Joey. I don't ever want to say never or always, but I, the thing I kind ca- I kind of call bullshit on is you ever notice when people say, "Oh, that's a coy dog." It's always a freaking gorgeous coy dog. It's never just some basic ass looking coyote looking dog. It's,
2: it's always, always oh, big ones.
0: it's always gorgeous and huge and looks like a wolf. Isn't yeah. that funny? You know, like it's probably because it's you know a a color phased coyotes you know because they, that's
1: they, they never breed the yorkie it's always the german <laughs> shepherd yeah it's always yeah. this
0: freaking gorgeous you know monarch looking german shepherd type like well or it could just be a color phase coyote and that's why you think yeah, it's so true. beautiful but very true and and i don't know um there are some areas of america that i've heard that have more color phase dogs than others um i don't know how true that is but like you killed him. Obviously, you've killed blonde dogs. Do you see quite a few in your general area, or is it just pretty rare to see something like that?
2: No, um, you know, a lot of variables. You can get like your completely black color phase ones like that that have like a a white right. collar on them and stuff. Um, blonde, red, like a uh, brindle. You know, it's just eastern coyotes, and been like I've seen a lot of guys in like Alabama killing a lot of black coyotes, but it's going to be in pockets because it's a genetic disposition, right? So when you know, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's receptive, but if you're breeding those coyotes, they have a chance to to do that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like um, uh, my my German Shepherd. He was a standing stud dog for a pretty well known German Shep uh, DDR German Shepherd breeder back in when he was still alive and he had the black recessive gene in him right so he wasn't a black german shepherd he was a black sable german shepherd but he could throw black puppies so he could have he could have a puppy with another you know sable german shepherd and they could have five black puppies and it's yeah. because he had that gene well if he didn't have that gene then he would never have a black puppy unless the female had that gene and if the entire if the entire uh, stock of German Shepherds she had didn't have black genes, then they wouldn't have a single black German Shepherd. But since they had it, it was more likely that they would have those dogs, and it's got to be the same thing with coyotes, you would think. Right. Yep. So – sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I was just uh, agreeing.
1: So, so <clears throat> how, I don't know, how long ago was that was, was Rip, the dog that uh, you decoyed him with? Or?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um... Kylie freaked out because, like, I got pretty pumped up about that black coyote coming out. And she was like, don't shoot that Kyle. We we have to make sure they decoy. And it was like, you know, September, <laughs> they might not decoy. Right. But uh, they did. You know, they didn't decoy real hard. Um, we got him killed first. And uh, rip got on him, and the female came up and um, you know, got off to rip a little bit. But it, it was a good hunt.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm at, is it is it on your YouTube yeah. I have to um, go find it.
2: It was probably two or two years ago. Yeah, it was rips first summer, I think.
0: So, two years. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Which we'll tag Joey's stuff. I need to go back and
1: rewatch a lot of your stuff cuz I've yeah, I've watched most of it, but I haven't I watched pretty much every damn ago.
0: episode. Uh he's yeah. the him him and well, John, you know, started doing Fur Takers again. Um uh John Collins. So I'm pretty religious with that when they come out now. But before that, the only person that I would watch pretty much every episode when it came out was, was Joey's shit. Just because yeah. it's it's the only one you can really find that, you know, I relate to at least. Mostly because I, I probably know you too. But I was just on your YouTube before we got on watching your last show. And, dude, you got 145,000 followers. Freaking congratulations.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks. Um, you know, it... Absolutely took off, and I'm gonna blame Rip for that. <laughs> you know, I think more people know Rip than they actually know me, which is fine. Um, but Rip's been spearheading that definitely. We're excited, we've got a bunch of uh out of state hunts planned for this summer, just uh, a yeah. plan on making it an absolutely killer summer.
0: Yeah, well, right on, man. you need to watch out. We're on your ass, we're at 117 as of this morning. So... <laughs> That's period, no thousand behind it. <laughs> uh, Yeah, we are, uh, we just started doing the, uh, we actually, I, had, I didn't touch YouTube for a long time. We finally started putting our shows on YouTube, but that's pretty much all we're doing right now on YouTube. And I don't have any plans on filming because uh, my wife doesn't give two shits about coyote hunting and she will not go out with me and do any of that sort of stuff. So, uh, and Andy doesn't want to go out and film for me and i don't want to go out and film for andy so we're just going to go keep hunting and we're going to just do this the podcast and talk about it but uh if you,
2: if you don't have a passion to film the hunt, just don't do it yep that's you know?
0: that's how i've been
2: it adds yep. to it but I, I wouldn't do it i like it
0: yeah exactly i
1: uh i do a little filming i think you you might know him but austin Allenball is my cousin and he has uh, we hunt with him sometimes Kyle hunt, but he has a, a decoy dog as well mm-hmm. And, uh, he goes live on Facebook a lot of times with them, uh, as opposed to filming. So we kind of go back and forth of where we want to actually film, film it, or just keep doing that and not worry about it. If we get it great, if not, we're still killing coyotes and we're having fun. So it's more for the fun of it type deal. And, uh, I don't know, I can definitely understand the adrenaline rush of it. And I, a lot of times if I'm with him and then for people who've never seen this, I mean, your, your channel is, I mean the prime example of anyone I know to, to be able to go watch how this works. I have to take my phone out of my pocket and do it or else I get antsy trying to watch that dog work a coyote. I just, I got, I got, need to shoot that coyote. I just go run right away Need you shoot the coyote. Like I start panicking. It's like, Nope, just film it. So I just hold my phone and film it. So I don't even think about trying to shoot it until Austin says, all right, we can take that one. And so then, <laughs> then I put the phone down and shoot coyote.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For our listeners, uh, Austin who you've heard on our show several times, I think Joey helped Austin quite a bit uh, when he got his dog mm-hmm. and um, or at least Austin told me you you helped him a lot with uh, with his dog when he got him. so um, I have not seen it yet. I'm planning on it this summer. We're hopefully gonna get a little trip in and, and get to see it work but uh, Andy's done it several times and and I'd like to definitely check it out. but I can see what you mean because as a coyote hunter, if you don't if you're not decoy dogging, you let the dog come in. Obviously, if it's working, you're going to let it come to where you got a good shot or if it's, you know, working in closer, you don't want to just shoot him the second you see him. But, yeah, you're not like you're not watching that that coyote for 15 minutes. Sometimes like you see on, you know, the the Joey sh- uh, show and Andy what you've told me you've done with Austin, you don't you don't see that happen almost ever. You know, the dog comes in, it stops, gives you a shot, you you take it, it's dead. Whereas you know decoy dogging is uh, is a different game, man. You get to see so much awesome action because the coyotes are so uh, distracted, I guess you'd call it, by the by Rip and and uh, what is it Tate Tate right Austin's dog? Can you hear me? Andy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. But uh, yep. anyways, um, fifteen minutes into the show, let's tell you Life what we're gonna please. talk about. Uh, We're going to talk to Joey today today about, uh, you know, the difference in when he hunts with Rip and when he doesn't, Uh, how often it is. Uh, He was just telling us about um, using them right now uh, during uh, breeding season and uh, that sort of stuff. And we kind of touched on it on our last show with Joey, which I'd have to look up what show number that is. But people, if you didn't listen to it, you should go back and listen to it. But um, we, we actually recorded that show with Joey uh, at work, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, um, that was a pretty cool one. And that's kind of what we're going to touch on tonight is just the differences because a vast majority of the people out there listening don't have a, a decoy dog, but I think it's it's very interesting to them. Um, so, right now, you're with Rip on stands right now, but how often throughout the year would you say you – are with the dog and when you're and, and how how often are you not with them
2: so for the rundown of the year um, April we start hunting we're have rip or have him with us through about mid-September and then we're putting him up and then we're bringing him back out um, breeding season you know we've had coyotes or first day of January um, normally it's better mid-February, but, um, we're pretty much, you know, we don't hunt March. Um, so October, November, December, and part of January, we might not have a dog
0: out for decoy unless we take cash just to have him hang out with us. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I guess a good portion of the season, at least what, like 65% of your season, you're with rip and cash depending on the stand. But, um, when you're not with them, so when you're hunting coyotes, you know, like the old-fashioned way, we'll call it, are you approaching – when you when you set up with, with the dogs compared to when you're setting up without them, what is different? Like how are you approaching a, a hunt differently when you don't have them? Is there things that totally change for you, or, or what's it look like for you?
2: Honestly, um, the overall stand selection – Is the same. Um, The way we break the sand down, we set up, all that's the same. I might be more particular about where I place the call for not decoying just because, you know, I'm playing with those coyotes, working the call against them with them, working the wind, stuff like that. But um, overall sand selection is pretty much the same. I might get a little lazy when we're decoying and not be as particular about, like, how
0: well-hidden we are so that's about it do you I mean oh, it makes sense I, I, we've obviously watched and you know the the freaking coyotes can run right by you and sometimes not notice you but do you from time to time do you ever get busted by them like when they're working with the dogs
2: yeah um you can tell like you can watch them and they' look at you and like her body will posture will change a little bit when they realize you're there. And then a lot of times they're shy away a little bit. But, I mean, we've honestly chased coyotes through fields with Rip. Like, the field's overgrown. We can't get a shot. Rip's working them. The coyote gets behind us. And we just pick up and walk um, through the field while Rip's working the coyote to get to the spot to where we can shoot and film. You know, if the coyote's going... Yeah, if the coyote's like in it and he's working dude you can do so much you can get away with so much um and they're come back because of the dog
0: you're like uh you're concerned number five on their list they're so worried about him that you know they know you're there i most of the time like you said they'll their posture might change but it's almost like um oh shit i don't even know how to like put it into it i mean okay yeah there's a python outside my my back door And I don't want to get eaten by it, but there's a freaking lion inside my house. So I'm I'm more worried about the damn lion in my house trying to kill me. He's so worried about that, about Rip that they just, for the most part, seem like they just tend to ignore you, uh, even once they've noticed you.
2: You know, we were walking through a field one day, and Kyle was in the field, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Like, how are we gonna play this? And I look up, and the Kyle's gone. The coyote is already off the hill running towards us because it saw Rip. So we just sat down. Damn, you know, um, we killed a coyote last breeding season. The other one got away, and like we called for a couple minutes, didn't come back. So we walked the 200 yards through the field to pick this coyote up. The other coyote started running back in barking, and that coyote watched us run 100, 200 yards back to the gun, and he still came in and worked. Gosh dang!
1: I've told people before. Like they ask it what it's like, you know, having that, you know, doing it, and I said I really think I could start doing jumping jacks, and the coyote wouldn't care. It would yeah, still it. sit there and focus on on the dog.
2: You got the right coyote. You have to
0: kill it, or it won't leave.
1: Right. That's crazy. Um, that's crazy. It's um, an adrenaline rush, that's for sure.
0: What about um, what about sounds when you have rip? Do you, do you do anything differently about the way you're calling when, when you're just by yourself without the dogs? Or or is it pretty much the same type of – depending on the, the time of year, obviously, you're going to do things a little differently. But do you pretty much use the same sounds, or are you switching that up a little bit too?
2: So if I got ripped, we are 100% percent cow based sounds.
0: Because
2: we're wanting a cow to come in that's aggressive, that's mad, um, expecting – to have an issue when it shows up you know um you can get some to work a little bit if like we come into prey to stress but it's not likely the ones that will work won't work to the level that we want to see them work at so we're straight coyote based sounds with the dogs and um without the dogs is normally when we're running prey to stress pretty heavy and that's also when i step back and kylie and
0: brick alternate who's shooting right that's a good point uh do you think it's got to do with like um let's say you had the dogs and you were doing prey distress and a coyote comes into it is it not expecting it's not expecting a dog to be there you know because it's a rabbit in distress and so it does it is it maybe something that just takes them aback like oh shit what, what just happened? Uh, I've got a freaking dog here now I'm, I'm dealing with. Um, even if, like, it, could it still be a, a aggressive coyote, but it just at that moment wasn't in that mind frame of I'm going to, you know, deal with these coyotes. It was going to go deal with a rabbit. So it, it just takes them back? Or, or what do you think the whole deal is with that when, you know, they just don't work as hard with that?
2: I think it's because, um, you know, we're not wanting – to risk it over a rabbit or some type of prey distress, you know they don't want to risk the interaction. It's not worth it to them. That makes sense.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't think of that that way. I was just kind of with thinking vocals of vocals like,
1: and you know coyote based sounds. With vocals and coyote based sounds, you know they're they're coming in, you know, to fight. They're territorial. They're not looking for a meal. They're once well, like They're not hungry enough to risk their life for, it, but they might be pissed off enough to go fight
0: somebody for it. Yeah, they know what's coming. I mean, or they know what they're going to at that point, at least. Right. It kind of like, once again, like if, if you're walking through your house and all of a sudden the dude's standing in your living room wanting to fight you, like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting this. But if he calls right. you on the phone and says, I'm on my way over to fight, you got time to get ready mentally. It's, it's time to go, you know, but, um, and, and then I would call Joey and be like, Joey, can you get to my house real quick? Uh, I got a guy coming to fight me <laughs> and, uh, I need some help. i mm-hmm. I'm a pastor. <laughs> hey, you you did your you did your time with the fighting stuff. Nothing you said just made sense. But it's fine. <laughs> when does it ever? I hope you're not talking to Joey though. It, you know it's me. Uh, and I'm then we so far behind. It was definitely you. <laughs> we were talking about this before we started. Um you were talking cuz you're using rip right now. You know, kind of during breeding season and When you get a coyote that bitches out on a stand, you know, whatever you want to call it, boogers, boogers, or, you know, just doesn't want to work. Do you feel like that dog is educated where, you know, like if you were, if I was just hunting by myself, you know, you and I were out hunting and we had two coyotes come in and they caught our wind and they busted us. Those coyotes are now educated, right? Those coyotes just got harder to kill moving forward if you have a stand with rip where you know the coyotes just bitch out for whatever reason they just didn't want to work or whatever happened do you feel like those dog those coyotes are educated or are they just like wh- how, how do you handle that after that happens
2: all right so i'll tell you a quick story and then um i'll give you my exact answer Last summer, we called in a triple. They worked for, like, four minutes and then left. I didn't kill any of them. Um, I knew where they were going because pups responded to our house. We moved probably, the way a crow flies, 300 yards, but that put us, like, 100 yards from where the pups were. Um, I called two of those three coyotes back in and killed them. Like I mean, I'm talking about, like, the we picked up and just walked over I was going to
0: say, right We then. didn't go back.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I don't think we're educated at all. You know, if you call these coyotes in let's say, pup stress, they show up and see a dog, they showed up to what they expected to see. They just realized they weren't about it, you know, so they yeah. left. Um, they're not going to ignore pup distress for the rest of their life, or they won't ignore it next week. Yeah. You know, um, it's just they, they basically didn't get spooked by you as a person. They got spooked by the natural environment of seeing a dog there. Yeah. yeah. I don't see them being educated at all. Um, and we've done a lot of wild stuff with dogs. Like, dude, it doesn't make sense. Um, last summer, we called in a double. One of them worked. The other one just kind of fed off of that one. You know, it was like mm-hmm. a foot behind the We killed the aggressive one, because um, the other one already left. It didn't hang around very long. <laughs> so it left, as we're packing up, that coyote howled from the woods. I told Kylie, I was like, we can kill that coyote. She's like, there's no way. We moved across the fence, like from where we were sitting to where we set up, was probably a hundred yards, just a different field. I howled, coyote responded, did a para coyote came in the field, Kylie shot it. You know, that's, that's not what an educated coyote does. No,
0: no, and no. that was, that was my theory, like, if, if you're, let's say you're attempting to be a, you know, you don't have a dog with you, you're just doing prey distress or whatever else, coyote comes into your calls, sees you, smells you, one of the two, right? You totally fucked that up, like, he... Came into what he thought was going on. Smelled a human. Didn't see a coyote. Didn't see a rabbit. You know he put he put that puzzle together right. Seems like to me when you're decoy dogging, they come in. They work the dog. like you said, they're not about it. They bitch out. They leave. Well, just like you said, they they saw what they expected to see. So nothing I guess you know what I'm saying like nothing really changed in their life to be like hey I was just hunted they didn't put two and two together that there was danger sitting you know behind a rifle 250 yards up the hill or whatever even if they see you they still didn't put that puzzle together they were in the middle of a an interaction with an actual dog right so that was my theory is that educating dogs um is I guess harder to do when you've got, you know, rip with you because he's kind of entertaining them and, and showing them that the this buffer. is, he's the, he's that buffer. Yeah. He, this is, you're, I'm, you're showing up to what exactly you thought I was, I was trying to be, um, which has got to be nice. Cause dude, I freaking, the longer we Kyle hunt, every time we, we bust, you know, we screw up or like that, that quad we had come in the first night of thermal season and we fucked it up. Like, I'm just like, shit. I just made it really hard to kill four freaking dogs the rest of the year. Coyotes. I got to stop saying dogs when we're talking about dogs. Um, just, you know what I'm saying? Whereas like if, if I had a dog with me and I fucked up on a quad for whatever reason, I feel better about it at least. But, um, that's, I don't know. That was, that was one I've been meaning to ask you for a long time is, if you mess up, do you really feel like you messed up? You know what I'm saying? Like if dogs get away, is it really that big a deal to you? Because you feel like you can get on them again next week or the week after whenever you're back, you know, through that area.
2: Yeah. I'm not, I don't worry about it. Um, the thing that irritates me is when you get set up really close to a den site and you call in a quad and none of them work and then they move the pups. Yeah. Um, but you know, those, a lot of these mm-hmm. coyotes that run away from the dogs. They're just not aggressive. So, like, we're not going to be aggressive next week. We're not going to be aggressive two weeks from now. Um, you know, it's just how it goes sometimes.
0: Yeah, and and those dogs are going to be harder to call, anyways. Experience- Go ahead, Andy. All right from your from your experience when
1: they move pups like that, how far are you seeing them move? You mentioned in that story before that they move that den site. Um, on average i mean if they move how f- it, do you have any grasp of like what that looks like i guess
2: i've never been able to relocate a den site we got moved because like we did something for, like exactly where it went um the best i've got is how far pups move once july or so hits you know cuz like we're always have the pups like in miss holler in uh, may and then in okay. july they're a mile away on the other side of the farm and he's got to remember they've got legs like these dudes like to travel um but for like actually busting a dentist site right. you know um i'd like to think they don't move far but that one that i just mentioned with
0: that quad i don't know where they ended up mm-hmm yeah, I mean, it could have been 250 yards up the hall, or you would have really never known unless you walked right on top of them, I guess, or heard the pups very soon after that. But it's hard to say. So it makes,
1: it, I mean, it really makes you think it's a long ways because if you're not, you know, hearing relocating them fairly easy, to me, that makes it feel like that they're that's a substantial ways.
2: Yeah, um, that farm were they den last summer. Was different from where they did in the last four summers, which I've seen that you know, you put pressure on coyotes consistently year after year, and a lot of times they will switch the way they use the farm if you're not killing all those coyotes. Um, but then the new spot they did wasn't that far off, so when they moved, I thought they'd move back to the spot they normally didn't at, but they didn't. Hmm
1: that's interesting i've never really like talked through like their denning process and their you know their farm usage and thought of it from that perspective of them changing because that I, I put that in perspective of what i'm seeing calling this year is i'm having a bad year honestly calling from from my belief but i'm doing things a lot of times the same way i'm, I'm trying to use farms the same way i've always used them and maybe i need to start changing it up because the coyotes are changing the way they're using the farm
2: yeah that's i mean i'm guilty of it too but you know when you're having a bad year or a bad month no one ever wants to change what they're doing but that's silly at the same time because what you're doing is not working like I i do it all the time um i don't know i don't know why we're like that but
0: well i mean we're guilt like think of a think of a farm right like, let's say it's an 80-acre piece or something. You've got a spot that you can see the best. You can get your shots off. You you know, if it's a southwest wind, this is a perfect spot or whatever. Like, we've all got that those spots on farms where we're like, listen, this fence row is the best place. And you don't want to go sit anywhere else because if you – got success there. Yeah, if you move on the other side, then you can only see 60 yards down this way and 80 yards that way – But that just – I mean, Joey makes a great point. That actually might kill coyotes because especially like the way me and Andy hunt 99% of the time, we don't have dogs. So if we fuck up dogs, it's a a decent chance that we educated them somehow unless, you know, we we didn't. But if we did, then why would they go back to a call in that same exact spot, you know, in that same situation – uh, maybe if we moved, you know, 150 yards across the the fence line or whatever, they don't even put two and two together anymore, but it's, it's, it's natural for hunters to do what has worked for them in the past, even if it's not working right now, um, because, I mean, we're all inherently lazy, aren't we? Like, that's just kind of natural for us to say, this is what is easiest for me to do today. So I'm going to do it. I don't know. Maybe that's right. and Joey makes a good point. <laughs> maybe we should uh think outside the box, you know, on those those farms that we're having issues with. Um, maybe say, "Hey, instead of approach like we've always hunted us with a south wind, let's figure out how to hunt it with a north wind this time." You know, make it make it to where the the coyotes aren't don't see it coming or something. I you know, I don't know. That's a good point. Thoughts.
1: Right. Um, no, yeah. I mean that's maybe take me a uh, take a step back and, and look at it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean perfect example we got a farm that we always kill in this one spot. Last summer, I mean it's like you would bet money on it, but no coyotes showed up, so we just went to the other side that we've never killed coyotes on and called in a quad within thirty seconds. You know, and then Went back and two weeks later called in one of those coyotes that we didn't kill. It's just, um, just the way it goes, you know. Those coyotes will adapt to the pressure
0: you're putting on them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think John said that. We had him on a few weeks ago, and that, that's kind of what he said. You know, like they will respond to the pressure put on them. You know, they're not. I mean, think of, think of your dog. Like rip in this situation, or Andy's well, your dumbass puppy. There's no way it's smart yet. <laughs> it can't. It can't keep from pissing yeah. in the house right now. But yeah, uh, you know, think of most dogs like they're smart as shit, and a coyote would put them to shame as far as being smart because not only are they smart, they also don't want to die. They have to survive out in the will the wild, and um, you know, you put pressure on them, they're going to respond to it um, to their advantage. So then you gotta do things differently, and it, it uh, yeah, it's hard for me to do sometimes because, like, I'm like, hey, this is how I get into this farm. This is the way you do it. When maybe we need to park the truck on the road and hop a fence and go around a different way or something. It's just, uh, yeah, that's a good point. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Um, what else about the dogs, Andy? That are you kind of curious about? I mean. The biggest thing I was curious about is, you know, if Joey really, like, if, if you do anything differently, and it sounds like, I mean, here and there you might change up maybe the way you cover yourself if you don't have rip with you, um, but for the most part, other than, you know, when you're with the dogs, you're using only coyote vocals, and, you know, when you're without him, obviously you'll use prey distress, but for the most part, I mean, you're hunting very similar with or without him. Um
2: yeah. The basics stay the same, you know, um, have a solid stand set up. I like to have a backdrop, back your wind, all that. We're not throwing any of the basics out the window just because we have a dog.
0: What, uh, how old is Rip?
2: Uh, he'll be three this spring.
0: Oh shit. You got plenty of time with him
2: then. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's so young and, um, you know, everybody thinks dog dogs, the best dog, um, I don't think he's the best in the world, but like he's pretty good, especially for his age.
1: Right, he's pretty good watching the videos, man.
2: I'm um, I'm happy with him. I'm excited to breed him here in a couple of years, hopefully. There you go.
0: So, so is that your plan? Are you going to breed him and bring up one of his sons or daughters to do the same thing?
2: I'm a, I'm weird. Like, I want to keep Rips genetics my whole life.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. So, and-
2: you know, um haven't decided yet if we're going to, like, breed, then get picked a litter, or just get a female pup, raise it, and breed it like that. But then I end up with a whole litter of pups. Right. Yeah. seems a because then you got to, like, figure out who they're going to and all that. Right.
1: And what breed is Rip
2: again? Rip's half Idaho Shag, quarter Jag Terrier, and quarter Donovan Pinscher.
0: I have not heard of a single one of those dogs, I don't think. <laughs> okay, and same thing wow. with like uh very nice tate i i don't i never heard of him or what he is before but i mean that's what, you, yeah, that's what you yeah it's what you get yep. with uh working dogs
2: uh black Mouth curves have been real popular for a lot of different um things forever but you're you're gonna open up a big can of worms um Idaho shags a livestock dog that was originated in Idaho and um you know, the working side of that line is still very much alive, especially in Idaho. Then a Jag Terrier is like this little terrier that thinks it could bite a grizzly bear. You know, just <laughs> it, if it's got fur, it wants to bite it. And um Alvin Pinscher is like a designer bite dog that's relatively new um, in the grand scheme of dog breeds. That is just, it's like, if you look at like a Mao, envision that, but like a little more stocky,
0: you know, it's got a lot of like um, stuff like that in it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. No, I think that's, I mean, I love the idea of what you're thinking about with, you know, breeding him down the road. I'm, I'm in the same boat uh, with my dog. He, like I said, it was a standing stud and he's got frozen semen with that kennel. And whenever she decides to, breed him with another DDR female. My plan is to have one of his sons, you know, at, at some point, but I had someone, I can't remember who the hell it was told me, be careful what you wish for, because you will always compare their sons or daughters to them. And they'll never be good enough. That's what someone said. They'll never be good enough because rip is the best dog you've ever had. And, you know, trigger was the best dog I ever had. And you'll always compare those, those dogs and their shortcomings to the first one, which I don't know how true that is. I don't think I'd give a shit, but maybe you do. You guys I, think I can I teach a mini? Oh, sorry.
2: I get that, but um, at the same time, like for a normal house dog, like, yeah, sure, but I'm decoying. It doesn't matter who the dog comes from. It's going to get compared to Rip.
0: Right. That's just. I mean, that's kind of my, my thought is, well, it's still going to be doing the same thing, so he's going to compare it naturally to the last dog he had. Or the, you know, Rip could be the worst damn dog in the world. You're still going to compare the next dog to him because that's the last dog you had working. I mean, it's yeah. kind of natural. What What do you want that damn? I was going to say, do you guys think I can get
1: a mini golden doodle to decoy? <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I think you'd be lucky if you got a mini golden
0: doodle to eat out of its food bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is no shit. You could get that dog to decoy one time because it wouldn't make it out of the woods.
1: (laughs) I think I get it to call a coyote in. If I just put it outside, it whines enough. I can uh, call one right to the front porch.
2: I'm scared to see how much you paid for that dog.
1: I I am too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am too, man. Oh, shit. (laughs) I left that to the wife and kids. Uh, That was, yeah. I don't feel, I am not envious of you. That's the whole reason why we haven't got another German Shepherd of his of his lineage because i don't want to dick with a puppy right now Uh, i've always had
1: like golden retrievers and uh you know i had a german shepherd before i always had big dogs farm dogs you know around now i got a mini golden doodle and i just i don't know (laughs) how to handle it
2: you know rip lives in the house um that's not very common with the working dogs or decoy dogs but if you get a halfway intelligent dog, like your potty training is not bad. You know, like, no, I don't think he ever peed or pooped in the house.
0: No, the only time Trigger did is when he got sick and My he couldn't help an it. Idiot, because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got sick one time and and he had a rough night, but that wasn't really his fault. He was sick as shit. So, um, but yeah, I mean, smart dogs they'll figure it out. And that little lap dog of yours, Andy, we'll, we'll figure it out too, I'm guessing. How big is that damn thing supposed to get? I keep
1: getting uh, 25, 35 pounds max. Like I keep getting in trouble because the dog's name is Charlie. I keep calling it Bougie. and My daughter is getting pissed and <laughs> she keeps throwing things at me every time I call the dog Bougie. But the dog has started to come to me whenever I say, come here, Bougie, and here it comes.
0: Does it have a bedazzled uh, collar? That's all I want to know. Oh, it's got
1: a nice nice pink collar and all that good jazz. <laughs>
0: uh. Where's the. So, who. Which store did you stop by to turn in your man card when you're on your way to get that dog? No, oh, I, just, I just got ripped right out of my hands, man. I didn't need to stop and turn it in. <laughs> but no, it's all good. I'm getting the same pressure. No. Not for that type of dog, but my 10 year old boy wants another dog, which is 100% understandable, right? A boy's supposed to have a dog. I get it. But my wife's like, well, but. He doesn't want a dog like Trigger who couldn't get on his lap. You know, Trigger was hundred pounds. You know, he he wants I'll hook you up, man. He wants a, a lap dog. I said, the day I get a lap dog is the day I'm moving out of this house. I'm telling Charlie's you right now. He's like, I can't <laughs> talk to these guys anymore.
2: Give him a a working line jag. It's like a 20, 25 five pound dog.
0: Is it really? Hmm.
2: Yeah, you can send it down coon holes, um, groundhog holes, you know, just have
0: fun with it. You could do that. That's the way I've always been. The dog's supposed to have a purpose, right? It's there's, yeah. it's supposed to do something.
2: There's guys that decoy with them, so
0: all right. that's cool. Uh, Andy, any other questions <laughs> about? Uh, that's a thought, man. About uh, decoy dog and and
1: what Joey's doing. I, th- I think I know the answer to this, but I think it's good for listeners to hear. Like, you, you know, you you start in breeding season, and you really run kind of all through the summer what is your favorite time of year to to use rip and to decoy
2: um honestly april through mid-september you know you're have it's really highly dependent it's not like one month are always gonna work better um just denning season and uh, all is gonna give you
0: your more aggressive coyotes yeah oh no i agree i did think of one last question for Joey, and he's not even prepared for this because we didn't bring this up. We asked, well, I have, "What?" Yeah, I, it's probably the same question I was thinking of,
1: and I was, it's, it's not dog yeah. related. No, so. it's not. Asked it yet.
0: We asked uh, John Collins this. We asked uh, uh, Corey Groff this. We forgot to ask Big Al, although he kind of answered it for Wolves this last week.
1: I think Big Al would have had a different answer, and I'll tell you after. One hundred percent, I think but he would
0: have, Joey. What is your least favorite coyote round?
2: All right, cool. I thought you were going like, to ask about politics. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't
0: worry. Big Al took care of that Big last Al week. Took care of that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man, um, I haven't listened to that episode yet, but I would get you guys canceled in a heartbeat.
0: Oh, he—he, he, um, I, I think he's close. I loved it. <laughs> hey, we're fine. Living. And guess what? I did not edit one second we're of that out living. either. It all got put in. So
2: the issue is I'm very intense, and I have a – how do you say it? Um, in my mind, I have a very well-thought-out plan on how to fix the issues our country faces.
1: There's and nothing that, wrong with that, man.
2: Um, but, so I think I'll go with uh, what I have shot personally. I'd say it's uh, 204 i I've shot quite a few different calibers in the coyotes. And what I noticed about the two of four was I would hit coyotes like perfect in the middle of the shoulder and they will lay there and flop for 30 seconds. And that just shows an obvious lack of lethality on the end of that round compared to, you know, I mean, I've shot them with the two of 243 two, two, Twenty two five five, twenty two creed. Um I think that's all. But the two oh four performed the worst out of all of those. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Andy you that's, I don't you don't you're really, losing at the moment now. You didn't hunt that with that anymore though. I mean you haven't hunted with that for a long time. I mean, it's been it's been
1: a yeah. little bit, but when I first
0: kinda of started cow hunting, that's what
1: I was using. Yeah.
2: So that was my first uh like legitimate dedicated calier rifle was the 204. of right.
1: four. Yeah, yep. You know where I moved to a two forty three now. I'm a big two forty three fan. So what? Yeah. What are you? What's your favorite? You're running right now.
2: Um. So Brick runs a two forty three and it's been hammering coyotes. Um. But I'm shooting a twenty two Creed right now and I love it because I've never lost a coyote. Nice. I've I've made some less than optimal shots without Rip, so he's not there to you know catch him. And I still haven't lost any.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that that round. Um, because that's, yeah. that's pushing.
2: If you guys know any rifle builders, I'm looking at building a 6th creed
0: to see what that's like. So, um, there you go. Have you talked to Corey Groff about that? Do you know Corey?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a couple feelers out trying to get ideas on um, pricing. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I'll tell you this, uh, and and obviously a custom rifle would be awesome, but I have a Springfield Armory Waypoint 2020 in Sixth Creed, and that thing is nasty. I love it. Just, it's just
2: – I shoot a custom rifle now, so yeah. I don't want to not shoot it because I love it. Man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree makes with you. Sense. Um, I think that caliber is pretty pretty sweet because Austin has – Dude, it's just a Remington, uh, or sorry, a Ruger American Predator. I mean, you're kind of just out of the box,
0: you know. Ready to go. Generic rifle. And
1: that thing's money for him.
0: No, I I agree. So that whole question came up because what were we we doing? Our end of year show, and we let people ask questions. And one of the questions was, no, freaking it was Corey. It was Corey that asked that question. He made us answer the question, what is our least favorite round? You know, we always we've had shows where people asks, what's your favorite. What's yeah. your favorite? And so we had to answer what's your least favorite. Well, I answered two twenty three and I got my shit kicked in for it. Which I'm like, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying it's not as good as the six creed. Better. It's not as good as the twenty two two fifty. It's not as good as the two forty three. Um, you know, uh that's why I said it was the worst. I don't actually believe it. I still hunt with a two twenty three um sometimes but uh so we like to ask that question now and john answered the same question did he not he he said 223 did, am i getting that wrong mm-hmm. yeah and now big al well, would did, would not Corey have said, said 204 that. yeah cory said 204 big al would not have said 223 we're i'm gon- pretty sure we're going to have to reach back
1: out to big al and get the answer because i think big al's answer is going to be the 6-5 grendel it's possible
0: yeah, I don't think he's a big fan of that one. But he you know, he hunts with a two twenty three quite a bit, so I I know that's right. not gonna be his answer. But uh yeah, so that's why we we're asking, you know, like educated riflemen that hunt coyotes, like what's your least favorite? Because everybody's got one that they don't wanna, you know, really shoot anymore. So two oh four for Joey Hartley. In your face, Andy. I'm I'm losing, man. I'm losing. <laughs>
2: he looked upset when I said that.
0: <laughs> well, it hurt my feelings a little bit but well all he, right. to be honest he does have resting bitch face that that is the thing he's got so <laughs> start calling you micah <laughs> yeah we're we're 20 miles apart from each other so he can't hit me right now so that's good well joey uh before we hop off why don't you tell everybody how they can watch um you know the awesome content you're putting out on youtube youtube and uh and check you out
2: yeah um mangy dog tv on youtube We've actually got another breeding season video lined up. Probably drop it next week. Um, tons of videos, tons of shorts. Facebook, Mangie Dog TV. We do the same thing videos, um, reels, posts, and then we'll throw in stuff about like stand breakdowns, um, little bits here and there about like how we like deal with Rick. I do
1: like those for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, a lot of people do. I've gotten a lot of feedback about those um we throw in a lot of stuff like rip you know he's a high drive dog that lives in the house so we're like put him on the carpet mill a lot do a lot of stuff with him and that normally ends up on the page once in a while just to see the all-around look that we have with rip and um you know my personal facebook page and then my instagrams under my name and uh TikTok as well is under my name
0: how do you not get kicked right. off a of TikTok on a daily basis it's really simple. Um I don't show shots.
2: It's just like the a the dog work. Yeah. And I mean I get some hate, you know? <laughs> I, I get a lot of there and YouTube, but I haven't been kicked off yet. Yeah. Hopefully yep. I
0: don't. Yep.
2: I know I did a, like do the creator fund on TikTok and it tanked my views. So now I left it and the views came back.
0: Huh. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't dick with TikTok. Andy's got one for us, but I don't, I don't think you do anything with it, but yeah, that was the, that's the one I haven't dove into yet. Just because I'm like, as soon as I put something on there, I like, they're going to freaking cancel me. (laughs) Uh, Cause I don't think about that stuff. So I'll just put the, the shot and next thing you know, I'll be, I'll be blocked or whatnot but
2: it's a really platform for uh, hunting content. No doubt. Yeah. You know, if if we weren't dog and we really
1: kicked off three times for
0: dead animals. Yep. I get it. Well, man, Joey Hartley, we appreciate you coming on dude. Um, And uh, spending some time with us. What'd you say? Oh, you're lagging again. I said, I'm sorry. I'm lagging
1: behind. I cut Joey off there. I, I swear I'm not interrupting on purpose. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just so far behind. I'm, yep,
0: I'm screwing everybody up. Oh, no, you're, you're good. Fine. You're good. All right, Joey. Well, we appreciate your time, man, and uh, good luck with the rest of the season.
2: All right, thanks for having me on again.
0: All right, see you.